The Rice Ricky Sanchez podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. As Daryl Morey mentions a few times, shout out DraftKings. Sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook by using promo code RTRS and brought to you by Adam Kasabi, the official realtor of the process. ProcessRealtor.com. BodyBio supplements for a healthier life. Get 20% off anything at BodyBio.com with promo code RTRS20. And LL Pavorsky Jewelers are rights to Ricky Sanchez listeners. Go and get engaged. As well as Kinetic Skateboarding. Get free tunes for the life of your board with the purchase of any new snowboard. On the show today, one Daryl fucking Maury. We did a spaces with him once, but he has not been on the pod since he was president of basketball operations for the Rockets. Which really should have been assigned to the Rockets. Yeah. In the bubble, he's like, yeah, I'll come on. Why not? It's like, it was weird. A little weird. A little weird. It's a great chat with, with Daryl. Uh, before we get going, I did mention kinetic skateboarding. I have four different items in my kinetic cart right now at kineticskateboarding.com. I decided that when it's their sponsorship, I want to wear more kinetic stuff. So I was looking for stuff with kinetic above the fold. They're sold out of my size on a lot of t-shirts, t-shirts, hoodies, uh, sneakers that you're not going to get anywhere else. Just kinetic, kinetic, kinetic. I love it. Um, go to kineticskateboarding.com and use promo code uh, Dave Silver for 9.1% off your first order. Without any further ado, Amos. a little ado, a little ado. Oh, wait. Okay. Are we going to do Amos and the Chef and then Daryl, or are we going to do... No, we'll do Amos and the Chef, little intro, and then Okay, spots. little intro, little intro. Okay. Amos and the Chef. Flatty, sweetie, the man is here. We will write y'all. Welcome to the Right Ricky Sanchez podcast. I'm Spike Great. Eskin, along with a guy who hopes that Doug Collins is still a consultant for the Philadelphia 76ers. One Mike Levin. Nailed it. Um, we spoke before we talked to Daryl, and I will just say ahead of time, we both felt a level of comfort with Daryl that we were worried about. Had no right feeling. To feel like we can ask him kind of whatever and kind of bait him into maybe getting in trouble. Mm -hmm. And he responded to that feeling by, I think, also matching that level of yeah. feeling like he could kind of say whatever. One thing sure we had to take out. It's and there's something, yeah, there is something we have to take out. <laughs> CJ, I'm sure you'll, you'll handle that. Yep. Uh, it's not like a, no. not like a secret trade no. room or anything. Um, well, but I'll have to ask. Yeah. Uh, it was cool. Yep. We love we love Daryl. We uh, we're he's very generous with his time, and it is wildly good that we have James Harden and Joel Embiid, and mm -hmm. I'm happy about it. And more importantly, they're happy about it, which is which is really awesome. Make sure you stick around to the end of the pod where there's there's just like an internal Ricky Mori 
controversy that gets like unveiled by Daryl at the I'm end. I'm still kind of recovering from it. <laughs> All right, here he is, Mister Daryl Morton. People are going to think we like set this up, but we Spike had said not till after the trade deadline, so you That's can right. either yell. You're not. I'm going to move over so we have this behind me here. That's a little better right there. Well, this yeah. is offici- right. officially the first time that you're on the podcast as the GM. Oh, that's the true. Sixers, rather yeah. than right. I don't want to ask about that. Did you do the, the bubble, podcast right? knowing knowing that you were like, no, I, I want to be with these guys all the time? <laughs> yeah, wasn't that clear? I thought I said that that my dream was to be with with the RTS RTRS guys. So well, here you are. It's happened. So yeah, you you did mention coming on prior to the trade, and I just said like I was like it's not gonna. We have too many questions about whether the trade happens or not. So it made more sense to do it now. So I appreciate you waiting. Yeah, you were like you'll just dodge every answer. It'll be it'll be lame. (laughs) I just wanted to be cool. So congratulations on the big trade. It made us effort, as you know, but uh, you know. Very exciting. We're we're in we're in the arena, as as Teddy Roosevelt would say. So how much is because I'm yeah. pu- I'm putting a lot of a lot of this on. He 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 was. <laughs> and this is not this is not live yet, right? <laughs> it is, but we know you're joking. Okay, we're yes, not live. We're not. Okay, live. we're not putting this on this part. Okay, I was joking. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Right. So, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So we're we're going going. This is officially happening now. Okay. 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 All right. Sorry. Uh, yeah. I just want to make sure that you know it. Yeah. Happening. No. I don't want to go Billy Bush. Thank you. For yeah. Yeah. Me to, yes, yeah. I'm ready now. So that's your GM comp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. No. Ouch. Come on. Yeah. That's come tough. On. See, you mentioned the uh, the hug, right? So we wanted. It was it's such a momentous moment, James Harden arriving in Philadelphia. And I assume it was your daughter that was filming? My my NYU Tisch film school daughter. Okay. Was ready for the moment. <laughs> so and you posted on Instagram, it went everywhere. We wanted to go, if if you wouldn't mind, uh, sort of go through some of the frames and get what you were <laughs> you were thinking. So here you see James Harden. You finally you've captured him. Here he is. What is your thought right here? Wait, 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 CJ, slow down, slow down. What, what's he doing, <laughs> CJ? I, I want to go frame by frame. You were is, talking. You were talking CJ up before this. I know. I know. Now it's already a turnover. So you see him. Here's where you know it's real. What's going through your mind right here? I am thinking. Do not mess up this this dap this <laughs> I, i'm notorious for missing high fives because i'm six four and right so, and and you know i'm fairly coordinated but not on the high fives so so did did you th- so the next frame here cj <laughs> so frame, here here you, you are going a little high on the dap i think <laughs> if you're looking at this here yeah yes, right so at this point did you think that you are going to not just go in for a hug, but just an embrace, a warm embrace. CJ, you can go to the next one. <laughs> like you, you look like uh, he had just come back from war. Like that's know, the I kind heard. of hug that's there. I heard. It's, it's a two-handed hug. Did, was he hugging you back as, as hard as you were hugging him? <laughs> Definitely not. It was a bigger, <laughs> bigger hug for me. It was, 
It got awkward, but yeah, I think he had to <laughs> shove me off. Uh, I would say this. It was a standard NBA. There's a standard NBA handshake okay. with players. You do the the this, and then there's a pull-in. But then there's usually a quicker release, and I, I held it awkwardly <laughs> a little too long. Well, it's been a long time. Yeah. yeah, the jacket worked. The jacket helped. It made it less less awkward because there's some bulk there to separate me. Yeah. From so him. So the, I think that made final, it feel more comfortable. The final frames. Okay. You're, you're <laughs> holding on a little too long. You're still <laughs> hugging here. And then, and then, man, he looks like he's looking away when you're looking right at him. This looks like a somebody loves somebody more than the other person loves him <laughs> sort of situation. I think that's probably true. But I think he was going to acknowledge my daughter. Right. Who right. He knows. Right. Okay. So I'm going to go with that as the reason. That's the best reason. It's a great so, moment. What did he say right afterwards? Because it looked like he was about to say something as soon as it went. It was just saying hi to, to your daughter. I it assume. was very pedestrian. I think okay. it was just, it's just right. hi, hello, hi stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we should start worrying about him, you know, making shots and throwing yep. corner threes to Danny Green. Yeah, Danny Green is the big winner. A lot He's of huge. Philadelphia Danny, fans. <laughs> Danny How Green do you first? Let's, oh, let's just look. Go let's ahead, just Mike. step back. Like. You gave the answers at the press conference, but this isn't the press conference. This is us. We're your guys. You moved. You moved to Philadelphia for us. Just whisper it to me. That's right. How do you? How do you feel like emotionally? Like you're. You did it. Like you got the guy that you've been holding out for. I'm sure there are other potential potential guys you've considered in those in the last six seven months, but you got your guy. How does it feel? Feels great, uh, but apparently you can't have nice things in Philadelphia because as soon as it happens, you know, you lose to Boston by forty-eight. So that's right. that was uh, that was uh, an interesting one. Um, I, I thought I, I was only comforted they didn't break our three-point record in Houston uh, <laughs> yesterday. That was that was what I was holding on to. But back to James. Uh, obviously, lots of options uh, that we had to consider. Um, I think once, anytime you lock in on one path, one scenario, you get in trouble in this league. So, um, and it's those other options that allow you to make the right deals and things like that. So, I would say we had one other, I would call it almost a very good option that we liked. Uh, but um, then it looked like the James thing could happen. So, so that was that was earlier than the trade deadline. You had another option. Yeah, right? I would say pretty heavily explored, maybe three four days out, and then um, for reasons that would reveal who I'm talking about, I can't really say why it sort of shifted, but mm -hmm. um, it shifted. And um, I would say, yeah, as you know, it, and I think you guys don't believe me, but we, we but it's true. We you have to be comfortable with your status quo. We we you know we had a whole plan of convincing Ben to come back to play. Um, you know, who knows how successful that would have been. Didn't seem to make a lot of sense to push on that option until, you know, we had to do it. So, so if the um, trade didn't happen, you guys would have been like, okay, we have you until at least July. Mm -hmm. Come to the table. Mm -hmm. We'd like you to play. That was, that was, there were plans made. There were PowerPoints. Drawn <laughs> you know, I've got I've gotten the Sixers off PowerPoint, so I'm very proud of myself. We're done. What are they, we're, what are they on? We're bullet points now. Okay. There you it's go. Big. Bullet points and spreadsheets. No. Great. PowerPoints are I find to be a waste of time. But there were there was a lot of planning. What will be said? Who will say it? Mm -hmm. uh, you know what meetings? You know me, 
you know, with the, you know, you know, trying to convince Ben to come back. Yeah, it would have it would have been very demeaning. I mean, I would have been groveling. I would have been been doing whatever it took. Let's just put it that way. I would hope it wouldn't lead to groveling. I wouldn't want to use that adjective, but there would have been a lot of uh, persuasion attempted. So you you said. I know you guys don't believe me. I, you know, I, I would have waited some. I actually believe you. I, you know, as this went on, the, like, you know, you don't, you barely talked. It's not like you talked at all. But I just started to get this sense that I was like, this dude just doesn't give a fuck. Like this, this guy will wait. He, like, you, you have, you seem to just have a higher tolerance for that than anybody else does. I wonder, like, you know. I wonder what it feels like to wait, you know, uh, like to, what, what that pressure is like for you. Well, as an organizational revolve, resolve, I think where it gets hard is when, and I would say agents are very good at this. They, they understand there's so many different powerful constituents within a team, uh, ownership, front office, coaches, very significant players. Us. And it really oh, – yeah. <laughs> I forgot podcasts. Yes, podcasts. Right. There you go. <laughs> um, podcasts, parents, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I would say if you don't have alignment, I get you, it's really like a defense. You don't have to be, you have to play in a string and you're only as good as your weakest point. Uh, that's really how it is here. And look, I've been through where that alignment isn't there and it's really tough. Here it was, you know very steadfast from the start. Um, even from the first moment we got the trade request, you know, that look, we, we're trying to win a title. We have maybe the best player on earth, probably the best player on earth on our team. It has to be something that's going to make us have a real shot at winning it. And, and we'll wait. And, and I think Joel probably gets the most credit because he is so basketball intelligent and and off the court intelligent, but in this case, it's basketball. To know that he, I mean, he's a student of the game. He knows that he knows what he what he needed next to him to have a chance. And and it was you know probably not even as good as James Harden, but we you know James Harden is great. So can't believe he's top thirty all time or something like that. Someone just ranked him. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, that is wild. We take a break from our amazing podcast with one Daryl Morey to talk about our sponsor, Adam Kasebe, K-S-E-B-E, the official realtor of the process. Spring is coming. And as spring spring comes, the housing market starts to get busier again. Perhaps you've been waiting until after the winter months to go and get that brand new home you've been thinking about. Well, Adam Kasebe is there to be your partner specializes, specialize his, his concentration, the Delaware beaches, but his team, um, all covers all of Delaware covers all of Maryland. They're based out of Long and Foster and Bethany beach. And even if you're not in Delaware or Maryland, you go to Adam Kasabi and he will find you a realtor. He will interview them. He will find you the right person. Buying a home now more than ever is crazy. You need someone who's responsive. You need someone who's there morning, noon, night. You need someone who knows the market. Kasabi is your guy. I trust him. It's a good person. And he cares about Ricky people the most. If you're going to buy a sure house, 
you got to go Delaware over Jersey. More options, better pricing, and way lower property tax. I love the Delaware beaches. Um, I'm telling you, go to Kasabi if you need a realtor. 302-864-8643. 302-864-8643. That's a sell. Call them or text them. Just give it a try. I promise. It'll work out. Adam at processrealtor.com. Adam Kasabi, the official realtor of the process. I'm interested in in the... I have a list of questions here, but you, you brought up like that you would you would have done like a presentation to Ben. I think that's a very interesting thing if the trade hadn't happened. Mm-hmm. While you were sitting around, and Spike asked an interesting question about waiting, while you're, while you're sitting around trying to convince this guy to play, to come back, that, that Philadelphia is the place for him, like, did you consult anybody weird, like outside <laughs> the realm of basketball? Were you asking like- Who specializes any, in these types of things? Yeah, like any R&B singer to like come up with like a- <laughs> Was there something that you were like going really outside the box to think about ways to to get him back in the building? I will say this. Everyone had an opinion. There's no shortage of opinions, both appropriate and inappropriate. People who seem to think they knew everything about Ben Simmons, people who didn't know anything and knew it and still were happy to give strong opinions. Like there was no... The passion was real um, Mm -hmm. on all sides. The situation was really ripe for opinions. Yes, it was... uh, I mean, it, it felt like a political election, honestly, mm-hmm. like where people were, there was very few people in the middle, like, hey, yeah, I can see both sides of this thing, you know, <laughs> like, I mean, let's just have a reasonable discussion. There's very little of that. Um, in terms of consulting, there was, I try to remember the name of the guy. There's some like very prominent and fa- apparently influential with NBA players he sounds, it sounds like a lion or something like there's like, it's like a psychologist, some pop psychologist Okay. that um, I didn't personally consult with, but one of our staff did. Cause we thought, okay, if, if it's something like Maine or something, <laughs> anyway, that if this person were to say something, it might get Ben like, cause, cause trying to get to, to Ben was, you know, um, to be fair to him, he clearly, you know, I, I believe him. He was going through, um, something and, you know, it's just whether or not we could have gotten to the point where we would have him play basketball for us. So I, we might as well just get the Simmons stuff out of the way now and then we can talk about Harden and all that, but I, I don't want to bounce around. You, Looking back on it, obviously, um, there were, you know, mistakes made by everybody. If you look back, if you could do something different, mm-hmm. um, what would that, what would that be? Well, I mentioned one at the, pro- I, I actually do think I maybe could have turned this into a three-way. I'm not sure it would have worked, but it never really came to that. I think Houston did a good job of you know, keeping their goals a little quieter. They clearly had shifted to a goal of wanting to keep their pick last year, which was protected, I think, to four or something like that. Um, so you could have turned into a three-way last year. Yeah, I think if we had turned into three-way at the time, it would have definitely been optimal for us and Brooklyn, but maybe not Houston. So maybe it doesn't work. 
Maybe it had to be this way, but that that would be one that but I. But I mean, about. but I mean, with with like with the Simmons situation, like I don't want to belabor it. I really don't. Sure. I know there's a lot that you can't talk about, but it's yeah. so uh, unique. Yeah. in it's in it's you know in it's. I should have had a better relationship with Ben. I, I really believe that. That's that's on me. Um, I think everyone should think about what they can do better. Um, I think knowing how how sensitive he was to public comments that that behooved us to be just organizationally more careful on that. I think it's important, you know, your top players and their different, um, you know, uh, spots where you have to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, I'd probably say those two. I mean, I, I'm usually a more upfront person with, trades with players i'll be very upfront with them when when things could happen um usually it's more on the deadline so when it like the timing on the first hardened trade got very challenging because it was in a time when no trades don't normally happen and so yeah i could have done a lot better i I just focus on myself mostly so do you feel like so you've been here this is your midway through your second season here and do you feel like you've been like cosplaying as a normal executive. Like you're this, you're this like deal making guy. You got just like deals coming out of your pockets left and right. But like when you've been here until this hardened trade, you've just been making like the most normal guy moves possible. Like trading, like trading for Danny, getting Horford out of here, trading Josh for Seth Curry, drafting Maxi when he fell, when he shouldn't have fallen. And then you know, a handful of very like normal, normal good stuff. The George Hill trade at the deadline didn't didn't end up working out, but like a normal George Hill for two second round picks type of thing. Like, do you feel like you've been in a cage this whole time? Like, what <laughs> what what's the reason for that? I first off, I appreciate you calling me normal because my fourth grade teacher would famously because I was driving her crazy. She would she would come in in the morning and be like, Daryl, today just pretend you're normal. We know you're not normal, but just pretend for me. That's what we say to the Sixers like every day. (laughs) (laughs) We apparently can't do anything normal. Elton, Brad, and I have a sort of an inside joke on Tuesday, like that, like so many crazy things happen that it's just like it's Tuesday. It's just like every day. And it does seem like the Sixers do attract, attract that. I would say on the moves to your question, I think, I just go like, look, the goal is to get to the title. And to me, it's like water running downhill. If, if you're going to give me the simple path with simple moves, because there's low hanging fruit, I'm going to take that. If a, someone puts a big dam up, then we're going to go, the, we're going to go sideways. And I think Sam said it famously in his letter, you know, we'll zag when others zig. We'll do that when we have to, but like, look, if, if, the best move is the one that's obviously straightforward and that we'd be fools to not do the straightforward moves. Like, so we'll just do those. Look so. at you coming on here, quoting the letter. Yeah. You yeah. said a lot of things in the letter. My yeah. favorite part of the letter. Yeah. By far, mm-hmm. not even close second mm-hmm. is when he talks about, he's like one time they had me go talk to the media. <laughs> and, and during that moment, Daryl stole Robert Covington and <laughs> Sixers fortunes were forever 
ruined from that moment. <laughs> I give Sav so much crap for that part of the letter. I'm like, yeah, like we didn't have that lockdown before. Come on, man. Uh, like, it was very give us dramatic. a little credit. It's very <laughs> dramatic. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned we were, we were joking, obviously, about the the hug with Harden, and then you you mentioned that you probably should have had a better relationship with uh, with Ben. Do you specifically thinking about Harden, who you obviously have a, a, or it seems you have a personal relationship with, does having as a president of basketball ops, uh, the person who's making the personnel decisions, you know, basically, does having a good relationship with the players make it harder to do your job? No, for sure it makes it easier. Um, look, everything's sort of part of a system and a structure. Um, and you guys know how much the top players, whether it's Joel or James or, um, you know, Ben was when he was here make on the team along with the head coach, like any one of those people can make moves work or not work just on the sheer of their talent, their approach, how they use the player, all those things. So if you're not in very close contact with the key players on the team, the head coach, it just doesn't work. I mean, it just doesn't like you can, you can have the greatest player brought in ever, but it's just not going to work. If um, you know, I've had that I've had, I've had times in the past, like I can't probably go into it, but people know that where, you know, James, I can talk about him now. Thank goodness. <laughs> I couldn't say his name before. I right. say his name again. It's great. <laughs> um, where James and, you know, just didn't quite click anymore with a player and we had to, we had to make it work. Like, look, if you're going to win the title, like your top players have to be in a structure and a system that they're comfortable and excited about and with players around them that they're excited about. Uh, it's very cool that James wanted to come here because players don't historically pine for Philadelphia. I'm um, learning that. I'm surprised by that, but I'm yeah. learning that. Yeah. Maybe Houston, this is the start. Players liked Houston. I don't know. Low income tax, whatever, but yeah. But but, this, yeah. but Harden has not won a championship, famously. Neither of you, obviously, and you talk about all the time how that is that just has to be the goal. Do you feel like that that like Harden has gone? You know, not all of his fault, obviously, not passing judgment. But like, there's been a bunch of places where he's now left, kind of like a little bit of a, a little bit of chaos in his wake. This is he's getting up there in age. This is tor- towards the tail end of his prime, depending on how you define it. Like, does he feel like this is kind of his last chance? And does he feel like that as much of a drive to win a championship as as you talk about? Yeah, his drive is very high. I would say to get into that, look, I would never ask him that. So I can't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can tell you just his actions, like these early returns, even in little things, practice, when you get there, how you deal with, you know, the medical performance staff that was looking at his hamstring, how committed you are to the program they put together, which is already underway. Um, how, how much you're talking to the other key players on the team's team. And look, if it wasn't a rosy picture, I wouldn't be saying anything, you know, my job, but I'm telling you it's a rosy picture. Now talk is cheap. Early returns are cheap. Like you got to go do it. But every, the, yeah, the vibe is good. I don't know. For as much as that's worth, the vibe is no, it's worth a very lot. Very good. James went to Milwaukee with the team. 
you know, even our performance staff was like, Hey, might be a little easier to do the, the uh, strengthening they're working on with, with him uh, to make sure his, he's in great shape when he comes back. Uh, might be easier to do it here. He's like, no, no, I've got to, I've got to be with the team in Milwaukee, even if I'm not playing. Um, there's a team dinner. So, yeah, he's extremely committed. I think, look, we all feel those pressures from outside. I would say James is unique in that I'll bring up like, oh, you know, people are saying this and he'll always be like, I don't know. And mostly players are lying, but James isn't. Like he, he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't really get caught up in the public stuff. He's not scrolling Twitter um, like probably all of us do too much. So, um, yeah, he's, look, I think he knows. Look, I think Joel and Joel and James are the best pairing he's had in his career, and he's had some really good ones. So, so these are my words, not yours, but the Sixers just traded a player who – um, you know, with four years left on his contract, decided he wasn't going to play for that team anymore. For another, for a player who, for the the per- perception is for the second year in a row, did that very same thing. Do you think that the perception of that is a problem for the sport? That um, that like the commitment to the team is not really what it was. Well, I think what we went through is pretty unprecedented in a lot of ways. Um, first off, the contract that was signed, which was specifically designed for the player to stay with the team it signs it with, right? that was pretty unprecedented. Second was generally these kinds of situations arise when a team isn't good. And they're like, I want to go play with a team that's good. And we were, look, we weren't as good as we wanted to be, but we were the one seed and you know, I think we replay Atlanta a hundred times. We win 75 or something, whatever it is. It's not making an excuse. We lost and credit to Atlanta, but, but we were good enough to make these conference finals. I think we would have been underdogs in the finals. So it was pretty, it's pretty unprecedented. Um, yeah, I don't think, I don't think, yeah, it's probably on the whole, I think commissioner silver had comments today about it. It's probably on the whole, not, good i will say i've been a huge proponent of players being more involved in their teams more involved in the league more involved in their futures because i think it's appropriate i think they are they are why the league's here um but you know i think there's probably probably has to be you know i don't have a solution look i mean you guys both work in the talent business in different entertain spots of entertainment and, you know, if someone doesn't want to be somewhere, it doesn't matter really what your contract says anymore. Yeah. Like it doesn't work. Like, and then it's just really ha- Then the only remedies are figuring out money and stuff like that. But you can't make someone be excited about being somewhere. You can't just strap them to a chair and say, you know, write, you know, what would be your nightmare show you'd have to write for Michael? I can't answer that. <laughs> you oh, because you might actually you want might have the to job. write for it. You might, um, you might. There's things you can't say. There's things I can't say. So let, let's let's say you'd have to script a reality show that they're pretending isn't scripted. Like the, you had The Bachelor, you'd sure. have to make up some horrible storyline from The Bachelor. Um, but it, like, would you would you just and you, but you had would you take that job? Would that be a job you would take? 
Mm. Depends if I need the money, Joe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> also, All Mike right. loves The Bachelor. So not anymore. There's oh, better okay. shows. Yeah. But which one's better, The, the Bachelor or The Bachelorette? Which one is the dude's one? Uh, and which one is the girl? Uh, the Bachelor is is the man, and there's you know 28 women and the reverse. That's that's the that's yeah. yes. Yes. It's a little formulaic okay. for me at this point. But <laughs> I think all the controversies are for sure just organically happen. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever I'm having to watch. Yeah. It's and like, I think wait. the controversy with the Sixers are all uh, fake. And yeah. Never yeah. had any validity to them whatsoever. So you guys are just fueling us at this point. Yes. Are we actually live? Like we are. Like, no, 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 we're not live, oh, live. Oh, no, okay. we're, we're, we decided to record this so gotcha. you didn't have to sit through uh, the, the commercials. I appreciate and that. We take a break from the pod to talk about our sponsor, Body Bio. We should have made Daryl sit through this shit. Yeah, we should have, because I always do the like making fun of Woj. Yeah, sit right there, CJ McCollum, as I talk about whatever the fuck Woj talks about. But and he would have been down here. with it. He would have been, been down with it, and he would have yeah. and he would have honestly like drank some on on screen. So body bio. Yeah, we, that's that's our bad for not doing that for you. Next time we'll make him take butyrate while we're on, or that's Elite right. while we're on, and show how good your joints are and all yep. the not cramping at all during yep. the podcast. <laughs> show show his bloat go down with butyrate. Body <laughs> Bio, how's your bloat? <laughs> so an important thing about Body Bio, they're they're local, family family owned, family operated supplement company. A lot of supplement companies basically buy the supplements from somebody else and put their own label on it and sell it. That's not what Body Bio does. They, they make their own stuff. The one that we're talking about now is butyrate. It is, butyrate is a thing that your body makes itself, but does not make enough of. It's almost impossible to get enough of it just eating a normal diet. That's why they supplement it. It's a postbiotic. You take it right after you eat, the bloat will go down. Your, your number twos will be more regular. Um, everything about that will feel better. You'll look better because that bloat will be away, but also you'll feel better. Butyrate is 1 million percent safe because it's just something that your your body makes anyway. I'm telling you, you will feel a difference right away. W- wouldn't you, Daryl? Yes, I would. Um, butyrate. <laughs> That's what it sounds, what it sounds like. Nailed <laughs> P-U-T- that impression. But T-Y-R-A, Google it, B-U-T-Y-R-A-T-E. Go to bodybio.com and use code RTRS20 for 20% off anything in the store. Eli, Calm, Liposomal Vitamin C, Butyrate, RTRS20, bodybio.com, Bodybio, Bodybio, Bodybio. Now back to Daryl, who's sitting right here. If you said something bad like you did earlier, like (laughs) we're going to have to take out. (laughs) I appreciate that, thank you. Well, the... just to, I guess, to follow up on that, I, I agree with you. It is good that players have agency. And I think there are a lot of players who have displayed that in signing two-year deals when they would previously sign five-year deals to keep the team on their toes and um, and use that to have a say in personnel and have to say in this instead of saying that. I do think there's, when you're thinking about like the overall health of the sport, when, when fans... We were talking on the last podcast. We're thrilled, obviously, to have Harden, but there would have been something really cool about going for a championship with the players that have been here for a while. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, from a, a fan standpoint, it's not all about them all the time. These are the players are people who have lives with jobs. But I think, from a, a health of the sport, for cheering for them when when you when you feel like that can happen at any moment, 
Um, especially when it's a surprise when the guy has a contract, I think it's, it's sort of like harmful for the, the ecosystem of the sport a little bit. I would say though, like, like fans love trades. I mean, they all play 2k Mm -hmm. and it's a North American thing. And I would say one reason we have trades in North America, this is the most win-win trade I've ever seen. Like we had two players who didn't want to be where they were apparently Mm -hmm. and both teams win relative like if we couldn't have gotten this trade done myself and sean marks had just quit and like (laughs) literally like just say we are utter failures because (laughs) like we see i think you guys have mentioned it like we we were able to add james harden for someone who's not playing at all that is a win relative to the league and they were able to add also, I think some very quality players for, you know, who weren't excited to be where they were, or at least one of them. So, you talk, Drummond, is that? What do you mean, Ben? You're <laughs> saying, miss, you're saying ben, ben and some other quality yeah. players. I, w- Sorry, I will I miss, I will miss Drummond. Um, yeah, Sorry, was, I thought you were just breaking news there, and I, I think I just missed <laughs> what you were saying. Sorry. Um, so, you mentioned that you do occasionally listen to this podcast. And I just wanted, and as we pivot to talk about the rest of the team and everything, I wanted to just sort of like give you the floor on if there's anything you want to scold us about <laughs> or reprimand us for saying anything that you disagree with. Sure. Anything. I, I have a, I don't, I have a list. Hang on. Okay. I'm kidding. I don't, I don't have a list. I do have off the top of my head. Uh, I would say one and it's been so long, but, but spike oh, no. with his drum and take at the beginning. Yeah. I could not understand it, Spike. I know I understood conceptually mm-hmm. yep. that like all the things blocking young players and not the right fit in the playoffs. I get all that. Mm-hmm. But everything has to be relative to the the resources applied. Yep. Right. And so that one I didn't and I'm not really scolding. I'm just saying I didn't quite understand your take and spike's not allowed to defend himself that's the best that's the rule it's a pure scold you defend yourself we defend ourselves every podcast this is how we do it are you allowed to defend yourself i can probably yeah that's okay what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) i see i get him and then i and then i wore this shirt for maximal annoyance to you and spike it is a it is a bored ape shirt. <laughs> okay. So oh, wait, God. wait, wait, wait. We got to do this now then. So, so the last question I had on my on my list here that I, I did this see, on purpose, by the way. I know. It's, it's, it's a maximal know. annoyance. It seems to have worked, so I'm excited. So I said, I, this is the last question I had, but I'll move it up to now. You have 60 seconds to explain <laughs> to Mike what an NFT is and why something like a bored ape is a good investment. And okay. go. Okay. Do you believe in owning things? Anything? Uh, partially. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to concede the first I'm not gonna, I'm, not, I'm, wait, I'm waiting to concede. <laughs> you just bought a house. Okay. So, I mean, look, it's, it's, it's literally ownership. It just happens to convey things like um, that you are part of a club. Do you, do you believe in joining a a club, a, you know, a tennis club. Would you for join access my, to those courts? For access to things that that then <laughs> allows you to, to, to the, the 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 pleasures <laughs> of that ownership. Do you believe in that? If 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 I 
and I do occasionally play tennis. So if I, I use public courts, but if there was a way for me to easily use those, I understand like there's a benefit there. I, I understand the. When some of those benefits are sort of psychic, they're sort of like, I'm in this thing, right? I'm, I'm wearing the white dress and I'm, so I'm a woman and I'm like, I want to be seen at this, this club or whatever. Mm-hmm. So anyway, long story short. I think I'm failing. I think you should. Everyone should sell board apes. Yeah, I'm failing. This is not an sell, ad. Sell We're not doing this. You. We're not doing this. <laughs> sell now before it's too late. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. Anyway, look, people want to be represented. This allows you to have scarcity, albeit maybe you'd consider it false scarcity. I do. In right in a in a. Um, a representation of yourself in the digital realm, right? Which you're in a lot. Like how often are you, you're in a writer's room probably, but Mm -hmm. after that, are you constantly in crowds of people? You're probably not. Like you're representing yourself digitally through this podcast, whatever. So this allows you to represent yourself in sort of this exclusive club. So why why does the art all look so stupid and similar? So you're getting too caught up on the art. That's not, I'm just, you notice I never said art. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. So. It's the amorphous blockchain thing. Don't you think it's a little insulting to? Because I actually understand the technology itself and the potential value, but don't you think it would be better to start like you're making everyone caught up on the bad art because you you're putting pictures of ape cartoon apes on the internet and saying this is the club I'm in. I paid $82,000 for this picture. That's, but you didn't even get the picture. I found that folks who are skeptical, which I think is very reasonable. I, I'm yeah. like, one, I'm like, I'm the one of the very middle ground people on this stuff. Yeah. Uh, they get annoyed by how people talk about it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They don't get, like, if you actually take a step back and say, okay, what has really happened? We now have this way, and I'm a tech guy from, from, from the heart. That's where I got my start. Mm-hmm. We now have this way to without anyone being able to dispute it or anything, look at and say, who owns what? And that's really, that's the tech. The tech is that, right? And what do you do with it? The tech itself can't be bad. It's a new thing. It allows you to- It can be stupid though. It can be Well, it can be used stupidly, just like a hammer can be used to either kill someone or hang up painting like so it's like wouldn't you argue the tech is great you could use the tech for contracts for for actual digital prints of art but instead it's yes it's well you and andre fucking drummond with your 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 tobias don't forget tobias and tobias and seth and too many guys and ben keep maxi away from that shit man (laughs) don't let it happen come on no but like use correctly it's yeah. fine. It's just like, look, new technology brings two things. One is the tech usually sucks at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It does. And everyone says because it sucks, it'll suck forever. That's not true. It'll always get improved over time. And the second thing is it always brings in shysters yes. and hucksters and bullshit artists and pump and dump. All that shit is true, right? Um, but it also, like these new platforms also become greater over time. And if you're in them at the beginning... There's something greater at the end, having gone through the journey and understanding it. Sure, don't don't use process terms to get people <laughs> on board. Okay, I can see what you're doing. It's very obvious. Um, yes. All right, back to the team. Back to the team. Yeah, we've bored everybody. Yeah. Back to the team. So, okay, so now the Sixers have two guys who 
command double teams. And they're both very good. And I want to hear you talk about how they are as a pairing together. But generally, the Sixers have these two players who are good enough to win a championship together. My question is, how do you and the coaching staff get the players around them who are, many of them, very reluctant three-point shooters to not be doing that when specifically on the court with James and Joel? Some of them are. Um, you know, one of the very reluctant ones, even though they're one of the best of all time, is, is somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say we have some non-reluctant shooters. Let's all agree Danny Green is not reluctant. For sure. Love Danny. Let's all agree Furcon's not reluctant, although a little doubt has creeped in, but that's on him. Uh-huh. Like It's not from anyone telling him to not fire away. I think you know when you miss a bunch in a row, it affects anybody almost. Um, yeah, the rest are more reluctant than they need to be. I, I do think the ability to catch and shoot is going to become more important, especially as James and Joel both collapse the defense. Um, look, I, I actually agree with people who say the fit. A lot of the fit is a. It's going to take some time. Look, you know, James works very well with a rolling big, very well. Um, that doesn't mean he won't work with other kinds of bigs, but we both know Joel is not that. Um, defensively, James likes to switch. Then we're not going to switch with at least that pick and roll. Um, so there's a lot to there's a lot to figure out. Um, I don't want to have a cop up, but look, Doc and his and Dave Yeager and Dan Burke, the key guys, Sam Cassell. They're all they're doing is working full time to to figure that out. Uh, everyone was on board with this trade, obviously. Um, look, I always say like when you go to the superstore, superstar store, you don't get the you don't get the pick. It's just mm-hmm. the dispenser if you're lucky. Normally, you hit the dispenser and just poop comes out. Like you don't get anything. <laughs> Other times you hit it, you get lucky, you get one. Sometimes you're a team that's lucky enough to have two, like we have right now. But they're not always going to fit. Their personalities aren't always going to mesh. Like it's it's that, but that's where management comes in, coaching comes in. Uh, I realize I dodged your question a little bit. I didn't mean to, or I did mean to, but <laughs> I don't know. I would say it's there's going to be some figuring out. That's for sure. Do you feel like? Do you feel like like not often? We talked about this. Not often guys of this magnitude are traded for midseason, and then those teams then go on to have you know win the ultimate game as our friend Doug Collins would say. And so <laughs> win the ultimate game, that's the ultimate like game. That, and so <laughs> are, thought- like what, what knowing that there's going to be, that there's, it's going to be uh, a, a complicated fit and it'll take time. How much is everyone like weighing? I know when you're playing, it's all, all in the season, but how much of this was a move for like the next couple of years, more than this year? Yeah, it was obviously for the next couple of years, but I consider this year to be the most important. I know it's going to sound weird, but look, we have, I very much consider to be the best player in basketball on our team before the trade. And then we added one of the top few people mm-hmm. can debate where, um, I think it's like all the stuff about taking advantage of Joel's prime. I completely agreed with, I just didn't have an option. I've had like a, I've had an option that would have been like taking advantage of it. I would have all, mm-hmm. all my options save this one. And maybe that one other I mentioned would have done no advantage taking. They would have just made us the same, but made it worse later. That didn't make sense to me. So, um, I think this is, 
I think every year from now till the end of this run will be the most important year this year. Most important than next year when we're in it will be the most important. I mean, the time is now, which I love, which I love. Um, it may take us some time to figure it out, but uh, the time is now. I would say on the thing of like no one's ever moved this guy in and no one's ever won a title. Well, it's also not ever happened that much yeah. where you're a guy this good. And then on top of that, if you pick any X, any X, like, oh, it's never happened X that that then went on to the championship. Well, yeah, it's like you got 90% odds. Mm-hmm. You couldn't even bet that on DraftKings. I wish I could bet on X leads to championship on DraftKings. Like you could get nine to one on that or something. Whatever our X you want to pick almost. <laughs> our friends matter. at DraftKings are going to love love your, yeah, your casual mention. <laughs> the, uh, uh, hey, I'm, well, I try to be a full partner when I'm on, uh, yep. when I'm on the RTRS podcast. So, so the... Um, I can say that. I don't have to say the whole name. Right. I was right, going right. to say, like, are you not saying Ricky Sanchez because he's an active player, even if he's not in the NBA? No, I'm. A, you're allowed to say rights held players on other teams. Okay. Like, ah. I guess Sergio Yul, Sergio Yul, Sergio Yul. Wow. We're good. Love you, Sergio. There you go. We really screwed LL out of Daryl participating in oh the LL. Oh, my God. Divorce. He would have yeah. fucking gotten so many just watches and rings all over us. He would have really, like, been iced out for Daryl. He would have screenshotted the audio or something, posted it on Twitter. I still got to send him some t-shirts. I have a whole box of t-shirts for him. Uh, LL Pavorsky is the first sponsor of the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast, the original sponsor of the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast, and just an amazing human who has been selling people jewelry for over three decades out of the same place. There's no way that you stay in business that long through that many generations of people, and you're not great at what you do. The thing that I think is best about LL is I, I I was walking by, I was in the mall with my wife and we walked by a jewelry store and just salespeople everywhere, just like, like waiting to pounce. It's not what LL Pavorsky's like. It's why he wants you to make an appointment. You walk in there, it's just him. It's a little bowl of chocolates, you know, there's waters, he's got waters for you. And, uh, and great jewelry and great prices and a great person to go along with it. LL Pavorsky Jewelers. If you're going to buy an engagement ring there, which is you can't go anywhere else, over 250 rights, Ricky Sanchez listeners have done it. Even Daryl Morey did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. Uh, 215-627-2252 is the number. Lee at LLPavorsky.com or tweeted him at LL Pavorsky. Supporter of our charities, Province Animal Center, coded by kids. LL Pavorsky Jewelers. Almost acquired by Daryl Mori at the deadline. So, uh, Maxi, who is, we assume we'll start with, with Harden. I was not optimistic that he would make this sort of leap, even like 70% of the leap he's made this year. Uh, it seems like almost unprecedented. How much, how much, how surprised are you and how much better is he this year than you anticipated him being, if at all? Quite a bit better. Um, he's beat our expectations now twice. Uh, we obviously loved him in the draft or we wouldn't have taken him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was a good, healthy 10%, 20% better than we thought. And then he's beat expectations again. I mean, he's now, and I, I you know, I'm hopefully people know I don't, I'll spin, but it's not a lot of spin. It's 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 in the realm of always reality. 
you know, like obviously we've compared Tyrese to past players, the start of their careers, how they've done. I mean, he is healthily, very health, healthily. That's not a word. Mm-hmm. Very solid. Is it a word? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Michael, you're yeah. the good. You play Wordle. Are you one of those Wordle guys? Nah, too popular. Get out of here. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. Oh, I hate Wordle. People, why do people post go. it? It's like hearing about poker. I don't like, care. It's like poker. hearing about your NFT. Anyway, yeah. keep going. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, where was I? At? Yeah. So he, if you if you comp him, his, his I don't want to say his exact, but his percentage to be like all star level is material. His percentage to be a top level starter very material. His percentage to be like a high quality rotation player almost guaranteed at this point. Um, interestingly, there are a few like you can find. I'll mention them. You can find people in the past who didn't make it, who started very similar hmm. to Tyrese Maxey. You guys are good students of the game, so you remember. Dewan Wagner. Yeah, sure. of course. Uh, obviously, different, like, off-the-court stuff I've heard is what fell him. I can remember the other one. That was the one that jumped out to me, and I was like, oh, yeah, Dewan Wagner. Who on the <laughs> on the high end is someone that you're looking at for him? Obviously, a retired player. Yeah, Um well, he looked actually very similar to early Tony Parker, for example, until it, now his shot's better. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Tony never got a shot until maybe like year 11. It started to get okay. Um, that's an unfair comp for him. Tony's obviously amazing. I hope he can hit Tony's high end. But uh, I think it's not unreasonable to like say he could be something in that range. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's that's why we knew we had to – keep him out of it that's that was one when you know i said it had to be a three-way trade and i really think we were never going to get him um but i think if a year ago houston had said you know give us the guy you just picked right and and you can have james harden you know i don't know what we'd have done because it never got to that but you know could have could have happened so yeah do you we talked about the lack of um a ton of catch and shoot options on this team um, and how the, those guys are going to go. But one of the things that have been most frustrating to me watching this team is, you know, obviously there's a big Ben Ben shaped hole in the roster. Like there was. they're slow, oh, they're yeah. unathletic, mm-hmm. they're bad at rebounding. Mm-hmm. They transition, transition, transition offense, transition defense. Um, not like there weren't many plus passers on this team. Right. Some of those things are solved by Harden. Not all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, do you look at like do you see improvement on the roster since the trade deadline has passed or are you just do you have to say like well this is kind of the team we are and we're just going to like sort of slowly drive to the basket as as little as possible <laughs> well a couple of things one is I was like I'm not like reacting to your lack of catch and shoot options because we do have Danny no there's some George, there's some George Niang George, George Niang, Niang for yeah. sure for you know, everyone's just feeling down because he hasn't made shots, but I, I think he's a this in is, a normal state, thirty five percent. This is a pro FERC podcast. I sure. think Mike and I both okay. believe in his shot. <laughs> sure. Paul Millsap, we got for his upgrade in speed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so I get what you're saying. Um this is pretty much the team. We're probably gonna have one buyout. I think we're pretty close. I'm actually annoyed we haven't been able to announce it yet. Oh, interesting. Um so yeah, so Podcast. Uh, oh, sorry. Buyout imminent. You can so just like a headline. Headline. So you just have to. I have a buyout question, but just, just yes. sort of like you live with the sort of, you know, 
the limitations of your roster like you would anytime because it's it's just tough because if you got him in the offseason then you could go like all right let's tinker and stuff but because yeah. you got him so close to the deadline you really didn't have much time to to make those moves correct yeah and so look we're gonna be amazing half court team we're not gonna get enough easy baskets in transition mm-hmm. uh defensively we're gonna be we we're gonna be better than people think i think i think obviously people have always said james is this horrible defender and you guys watch a lot of basketball, so you know that on the ball he's good. Off the ball he's been more challenged. Um, he can defensive rebound at a high level. That'll help a lot. Yeah. So he's going he's gonna to be a big upgrade over, over what we've had in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. But, um, yeah. So. Okay, buyout question. Yes. And, this, and here's the question I had before you said this. So this, the, your answer will indicate what we're looking at. Rank these needs for the buyout market. Okay. Uh, legitimate backup point guard. Mm-hmm. Athletic wing defender who is a willing shooter off the catch. And backup five who Doc trusts for 10 minutes per game in the playoffs. Well, some of it's not just what we need. It's what's available. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last one is the closest to what we'll end up with i think so okay cool yeah hmm. Hmm. i predict spike will hate whoever we get so uh, this this is completely unfair <laughs> <laughs> no that's that's from my knowledge of the kinds of players you like okay yeah. i like anyway I, I you know i've been been disparaged on this podcast for wanting a guy who could fucking dribble and shoot who who had the ball you got it you were right yeah uh, thank what's your you song, what's your song say we were, we right, were right y'all yeah. or whatever so uh this whole uh, especially toward the end of it the reporting on it was went from like kind of funny to okay what are we doing here from my perspective and i'm in the media and i understand everybody's doing their job Wendy's doing his job. Woj is doing his job. Ramona Shelburne is doing her. They're all doing their job, not insulting them. But like, I don't know what the question is. It just feels like something's got to change because I don't know who this is for anymore. I don't know who it's swaying. I don't know who believes it. I, 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 I can only imagine what it's like to be on your side as this is happening. It sounds like a better question at like some media convention that you should have. Yeah, <laughs> like a, yeah. I'm just I'm just given the really crappy environment I have to live in, and we're just trying to optimize within that. Yeah, the wind horse load stuff got really strange. I didn't mm-hmm. even like I wasn't even able to track it. Um, Did you know you were in the deal zone when when you were in it? <laughs> well, that came out on like Wednesday. Yeah, and so I definitely saw it. Like if it had come out Thursday, I would probably wouldn't have seen it till much later. But um. Yeah, that was like the whole thing was weird and disconnected from reality. I'd say the biggest disconnected reality from moment I had. Remember that tunneling thing in LA when the Rockets and Clippers played? Oh yeah. And like they were like they're they're breaking into the locker room of the mm-hmm. Clippers. I was there, I was standing there, and we're scrolling Twitter about this happening, and nothing's happening. It's like <laughs> this is bizarre. Like there's nothing happening. So that's how I feel half the time. Like everyone's everyone's speculating. Uh, but nothing. I feel bad for fans. You know, it just it reminds me of the NBA draft where every pick is traded in the second round. They, they're still wearing the wrong hats and everything. It just seems like cruel to people trying to follow the sport. And and that you know, I don't have a I don't have a fix. Yeah, we could fix that. We could probably fix politics. We could fix everything on this on this pod. 
well, it's just fucking weird. Like uh, last, last I'm, I'm sorry, just yeah. the, the follow up. Uh-huh. Like, does it, sometimes I look at it and I'm like, oh, you know, X GM or X agent is trying to get this message yeah. out. Does that work? Or yeah, you're you- thinking about it right. Every, and I, I've, I've heard you guys speak about it very intelligently. It's literally every story outside of sports or in, you should think of like who benefits from that story. That mm-hmm. is how it should work because I would say most journalists are not doing a lot of investigative work. Maybe they're not paid enough. Maybe the incentives are wrong, whatever it might be, but they are on an agenda or an exchange of information for an agenda constantly, constantly. And it's frustrating for me as well. Sell me on Jaden Springer being in the regular <laughs> rotation next year. I have to do, do I get 60 seconds? Will I fail? No, you have, you have hours. You have hours to do it. <laughs> I didn't know how much I would fail. I, 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 all, my, all the NFT crowd is like. No, no, no. Shake that off. Yeah, you're going to represent them too well. All right, all right. I got to get to the line and make these. All right. Um, Jaden Springer. NBA level, like rotation quality defender already, mm-hmm. which is very intriguing at his age. Like, very rare. I would say def- defense is what comes later generally, but he's he's so strong and can move so well. So that's probably that's the piece that we're building on. Um, his decision making, and I know the coaches have talked to him. He needs to speed. You know, Doc is doing a good job telling our, but we need to make quick decisions, catch ball, shoot, drive pass quicker. He still has that sort of survey mode, even with the the blue coats, which is not going to be his role. So he just he just has to clean that up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but he he has like the I don't know how to describe it or the best way to you know you guys know because you watch a ton of prospects. He has the ability to take contact, keep his center of gravity, and his. Uh, whatever that fancy term there, propitiality. He knows where his body is in space mm-hmm. at all times, and he can finish and around, and he's got all that. Um, so that's hugely positive. Um, will that be enough to be a rotation player? We'll see. I think he's got a good chance, but we'll see. I don't know how I did, but I just more described it. No, that's good. Yeah. I like I like an advertisement for Propecia in the uh, in the Jaden Springer. <laughs> you got to work on that spike. Uh, yeah, what well, we're sold out right now. But maybe if somebody <laughs> you're drops sold them. out. Yeah, we're That's sold great. out. Yeah, yeah. How do you get away with having a Yankees hat on? Isn't it's not a Yankees hat. It's New York Cubans, Negro Leagues. Not Yankees. I do okay. oftentimes wear a Yankees hat because okay. now I am a Yankees fan. But so that's uh, like, but it's not a like wearing. Hat. Everyone thinks it's the Yankees. So you're just being annoying that you're yes. wearing. That's everyone. Okay, all right. Yes. That is the vibe and the intent. I think. Success. I think it's a similar Success. thing with your with your with board. My, with my board, Dave. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't. <laughs> um, so, as you, you had a percentage. Of you of what you thought that the Sixers team could get to the finals ah. prior to the trade. Yes. Win a title. Right. Yeah, win a title. Win a win title. A t- okay, win a title. Yes. And you have a percentage now. Correct. Presumably. I do. I love the no one asks me this. I talk about it all the time. No one asks me. Can you tell us which what the percentages are, or can you tell us I can if, tell if, you. If, okay, I'm great. Tell you. Prior, it was about three. Three percent. You so. said five. I said five? No. No, Dial I did. said five. Dial said no, five. But, was... but, the, but in the five at the time was what Ben could be. Sure. Or 
Ben could come back. Come on. Okay. okay. He's, goosing, he's goosing the numbers. Okay. No, no, I'm, I'm being real. I'm being real. That's right. Okay. No, I believe okay. that. Okay. Yeah. For sure. Uh, and then now it's, I think it's somewhere around 13 to 15. Yeah. Wow. But that's yeah. right. At, I mean, six plus 700 at DraftKings, which, which yeah, lines up. That's, yeah. Yeah. That is actually, you know, yeah, well, you probably know how to work with odds. So those numbers are a little high when you see them. You, should, you always have to deflate it by about 10% because there's a VIG yeah. that's sort of built into all of it. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's about that. So I, do you is, feel, is that the best? I think the best basically percentage? if you base it, boil it down simple, obviously some teams are ahead of us, some teams behind us. Right now, if you if if someone I can't wager, so I'm not recommending anyone wager except on DraftKings. If you are a listener, <laughs> um, I would say there are five teams with almost almost the same odds, which I've never seen before. It's Phoenix, Golden State, us, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, all have about the same odds, all somewhere in the twelve to fifteen percent range. It's it's the first time. Just I I like uh, I'm love DraftKings. Love that they're a supporter of us. I don't I don't. I, I'm more fascinated by the odds than I am about betting it myself. Mm-hmm. I've been interested that Brooklyn, even up until the trade and right after the trade, was still the favorite to win the title. But I thought it was interesting that within the last couple of days, the it's Nets, uh, yeah, that so the Nets and the Suns are, I think, both plus 450 or something like that. And the Warriors... Mm-hmm. Are, and the Warriors and the Bucks and the Sixers are sort of right behind it. You're just, I, when you quote that, you're just looking at one. You should look across. And I do, I do think the majority of the places have Phoenix ahead of Brooklyn right now. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I only know of one. There's only DraftKings, so, uh, so no, I don't no, know no problem. Yeah. no problem. Is uh, is twelve to fifteen percent? Is that the most that you've had in your career? Uh, we, I peaked. I'm not even kidding. I peaked at something very close to fifty percent. 90 seconds from the end of game five <laughs> when we went up five, but before Chris hurt his hamstring. And you were watching, you were, were you watching the percentages at the time or did you look back <laughs> no, later? I look back that's later. A, yeah. I look back. So that's last year we actually got to 18 when we were in game seven at home. So that's depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I think I, even our, it's it's like look, it's one of my best shots ever. Our our 2018 team, until we see how this team comes together, was was a was a better team at this point. But I think we have a chance to be better than that team. Are you over the Hawks series? Like mentally? no, how do you lose three at home? Like to, to this day, I'm like, I'm stunned. I, You're up I, 26, I, man. We're up 26, but yeah, the whole thing. Look, it was a collective failure. Um. Uh, did you guys get more clicks at least? I hope someone won. It did well. It, I, okay, I, great. Good. CJ, Somebody CJ, got something out of it. CJ can <laughs> confirm. I believe it was our number one most, at least on not the podcast version, but YouTube until the James Harden trade pod. It was the wow. number one YouTube thing, even Please. over our Joel interview. So the misery plays better than championships is that, is that, yeah. is that what i'm yeah that's what I'm okay at least someone's winning i'm happy tristan thompson just got waived i know you're not allowed to comment on that but just an fyi he already signed with the bulls but come on oh he did can't break news down i don't think things. if he was just waived he couldn't have signed with the bulls Dixon. we'll be waived tomorrow we'll be waived tomorrow okay. yeah then i can't comment on it i can <laughs> comment i can comment on someone literally the moment they're actually waived, they're waived. On the five okay. o'clock waiver but well look man um I I think it is 
only only like perspective time will give us the uh, proper perspective on how hilarious it is that in our time doing the podcast, first it was Hinky, then it was all the fucking stuff that happened in before. And then it was you who came here, given your connection to him. And then you got hardened. So congratulations. We're happy that you're here and happy, of course, that you got it. And Mike and I are going to have to confer on what needs to happen for the banner to get raised for you. I do think it's a championship. Yeah, the, the, please yeah. don't raise any banners until there's an actual banner. Thank you, banner then, first, for sure. Yeah. Even then, raise raise number one and you know, number 21. Well, so. we're weird. We'll see. Yeah, that, okay. The Sixers will raise those banners. Look, you guys can do whatever you want, but uh, yeah. I know Sam to this day, you know, regrets being raised. <laughs> <laughs> look man he might he, secretly like it maybe he's, secretly he's got to like it. on his list of regrets us raising the banner after it was gone is <laughs> that's right just, yeah and oh, obviously I, talking to the media when you're poaching robert covington from him yeah <laughs> did you guys get mentioned in the letter did you get cut no. out of no we didn't get mentioned in the letter that's Donald. i'm glad you brought that up yeah that is like it's low unbelievable yeah. it's like i don't think you should ever forgive him just he would have got ran out of town Sooner, if it wasn't <laughs> yeah. for us, I will say. Or later. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, potentially later. Yeah. I guess you can make the yeah. argument for... for we, we. So you're still on Young Rock? Is that right? I know Spike's got his new thing in New York. And- Darryl, we're, we're hustling. We're, mo- we're moving and shaking. We're on everything. If you okay. want to watch Young Rock on NBC in a month, then you're welcome to. Okay. Good. That, that hasn't come out yet? Season two hasn't come oh, out season yet. Season two, one yeah, is yeah. On, on Hulu and everything. Do you have anything new you can announce? Anything new you're doing? Uh, no, not yet. Not yet, Daryl. Is it like because it hasn't been waived yet, or what? like that's is right. it like that? It hasn't <laughs> officially, you, yeah. you, you have, have CBA rules as well. That's right. The paperwork hasn't been filed, and I'm sorry to say this is actually a citizen's arrest for tampering. So we're going to cuff you. <laughs> Did right. you Live know, by the way, Daryl, that Mike wrote a pilot about a show like I've for Ben Simmons? That. Oh, okay. that is like I've not read it though. Now I want to. I think. Or maybe I don't. We I don't sold know. it. I could send it to you. You sold it. We Congrats. did. It was for charity. We that's sold like it. Yeah. A, oh, that's no. like getting out of these. It's like getting out of the NFTs early. You sold right at the right time. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, this was year. This was in 2018. Uh, it was not. The characters are not like Ben and his family. It's based on. It's a. It's a uh, based on that kind. Of, that's yeah. cool. And you like co-wrote it then. I wrote it with my writing partner Patrick, and we sold it to NBC, and then they swiftly uh, said no thanks. But we did get paid oh, for it, and then we gave awesome. some money to charity to let the uh, listeners read it. Which was can you get nice. the yeah. rights back, or is it one of those ten years you get the rights back sort of thing? Sort of similar thing to Ricky Sanchez. We have the rights, and no one wants them. <laughs> <laughs> That's the vibe. Okay, understood. Fun to you know, you get you get your money, you get out of there. But uh, but sure, we'll send you a copy. See if you get some laughs out of it. Yeah, I'm emailing it to you right and now. If you wrote it, it must be good. So there you go. that's my, it's my principle. Well, right. seriously, we really, you know, just, I'm telling you to your face, even though you, you know, occasionally check in on, see how we're doing, what we're saying, what, uh, any, uh, negative stuff. We're, Spike we're thinks away. that whatever, like you just, I somehow have mind melded you like I'm Spock and, and Kirk or something like that. No, you just, you just, I, I knew <laughs> one pod that, that you mind melded him a little bit. That was it. I just like, chatted. That's we, he, but I, he, but he I didn't know that. And I knew it. 
Like you have to give me credit for that. I didn't. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't hear what we're talking about. But you said something during jealousy. Is it jealousy? No, no, not at all. You said something during a pod that I raised my eyebrow at, and I was like, I pushed on a little bit. I walked away, and I went to Daryl, and I was like, "You got to Mike." That's very funny that you asked Daryl. If we talked rather yeah. than asking me. Not your co-host. <laughs> that's pretty good. I think that's pretty good. Well, Dow, yeah. we really, look, yes. we give a shit about this team for whatever horrible yeah. reasons we have. And uh, and we're so very excited. Well. And so it's well. cool that Harden wanted to come here. It's cool that you brought him here. It's cool that Joel's the best player in the league. It's cool that Maxie's the man. And there are a bunch of players on this team I like. They're slow. They don't, they don't pass fast <laughs> enough. They don't shoot fast enough. They don't really play enough perimeter defense. But... I am charmed by most players in this team, and I hope I hope you I hope you get your title, man. I'll add one last thing. Yeah, Harden was everyone was questioning if Harden was sincere that he wanted to be here. Mm-hmm. I know that that to be true that he 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 wanted to be here over other destinations the That's first cool. time. So, all right, well, very cool. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thank all you, Daryl. Thanks, dude. Thanks, appreciate it. That is Daryl Morey. Um, the president of basketball operations for the Philadelphia 76ers. We kept him for an hour. Um, I purposely, he did a couple of other interviews. I saw he was on Colin Cowherd. I didn't listen to any of them. So um, I, I had to have ours be special. Outing himself as, a, as not only a listener of this podcast, but also someone who talks to both of us occasionally. But we're not doing, I'll, we criticize. It's not, look, it's not no, like we we're. Criticize. We criticize. We criticize. But, yeah. Yeah, I, it was it was it was it was nothing more than than you know I'm a tea leaf reader. I just fucking I can't stop loving tea leaves. That's it, and I sure. can't I, I can't stop reading tea leaves. Rather, so it was I think that there leaf. we talked about it a lot on the podcast, but I think there was a real world where he didn't trade Ben and held on to him. Mm-hmm. But I also think that Embiid is good enough to where even getting somebody that wasn't on the level of Harden would have still up those percentages enough to where he would have done those trades with like some picks attached to then, you know, make a bigger trade. In the offense. It was the Sacramento trade, right? That's the one. I think he was talking done. about Bradley Beal. Oh, right. Cause he, the, the injury he got injured. Right. right. I thought about that. Yeah. Three or four days ahead of time. Yeah. So that is interesting. Interesting to me. Uh, that is interesting to me. Yeah. So hmm. could, could be a potential thing later this summer where Brad is brought on as the third guy. I don't mm. know. I don't mm. know if that matters anymore. Could I or interest you in one Tobias Harris? Could. Some right. picks. Jaden mm. Springer's a rotation player next year. I got a guarantee. We did it. All right. Thank you, Daryl. Thank you for listening. You we'll, we'll be off me. until after the yeah, uh, All-Star game and stuff. So enjoy your weekend. You listen to the last Ricky. Me. Listen to this one. Are you down with TTP? Yeah. You, you know Lickface. If you don't fuck with me... Then I, then I won't fuck with you. If you don't fuck with me, then I won't fuck with you. But if you fuck with me, I'm gonna fucking kill you! That's a friend.